you don't know who I am, my name is Dan. I'm one of the pastors here. And uh, amazing to see full, full place. Amazing. And um, yeah, seeing lots of new students this morning as well. I want to welcome students. I know you're settling into university and um, hope all going well. Um, but yeah, wherever you are, wherever you come from, uh, you're very welcome. And uh, hope you enjoy your time with us this morning. And as Pastor Andy said, please join us next Sunday after our morning service for Next Steps where we can come and meet you. You can meet some of the leadership team, staff team, and uh, yeah, just hear the heart of the church. Um, also, um, next weekend, just to give you a heads up, is that it's the kids' camp. Uh, they're away for the weekend. Um, woohoo! Yeah! Is that parents? <laughs> woohoo! Um, and just for you to be aware, there'll be no legends or champions next Sunday morning. Heroes is still available downstairs, uh, but no, no groups for legends or champions next week, as m- most of them are away. So yeah, ready for the word? The promises of God are yes and amen. And I want to get into a promise that God declares over our lives today. And it's a promise that can be a little bit misunderstood, but we just want to get, just want to get into the heart of this promise and what that looks like for us today. Psalm 37 verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. The temptation of this promise is that we focus so much on the latter part of the verse. He will give you the desires of your heart. We can just focus so much on that part. And so, this scripture can be misunderstood in our thinking sometimes, because we may think, if if I do this for the Lord, then he will give me this. You know, if, if if I read the word all the time, then God might bless me with this. He might bless me with a promotion. If I keep singing songs to God, then he will give me that perfect right relationship that I need. If I do some fasting, then he will give me my heart's desires. And... I want to say to us this morning that true fulfillment, satisfaction, contentment, it does not come by works. It comes from an honest, heartful relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah 58, the Lord led Isaiah to challenge the people of Israel because of the way that they were living. Outwardly, it looked like they were being obedient and following and worshiping the Lord, but actually, inwardly, their, their heart was in the wrong place. The reasons behind their practices uh, were wrong. Let me just read these verses from Isaiah 58. It's around about true fasting. It says, Shout it aloud, do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion and to the house of Jacob their sins. For day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. 
Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for a man to humble himself? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying on sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast? A day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke? To set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked to clothe him and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood, then your light will break forth like dawn and your healing will quickly appear then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard then you will call and the Lord will answer you will cry for help and he will say here am I if you do away with the yoke of oppression with the pointing finger and malicious talk and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday the Lord will guide you always he will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame you will be like a well-watered garden like a spring whose waters never fail your people will rebuild rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations you will be called repairer of broken walls restorer of streets with dwellings if you keep your feet from breaking the sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day if you call the sabbath a delight and the lord's holy day honorable and if you honor it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words then you will find your joy in the Lord and I will cause you to ride on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father Jacob the mouth of the Lord has spoken wow don't follow your own desires or talk idly then the Lord will be your delight God revealed to the people that basically through their ways of living they were pleasing themselves rather than pleasing him their hearts were so away so far away from God's heart Psalm 37 4 says delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart there's something deeper something more powerful that is going on with the word of the Lord here see the amazing thing is God made us to be in relationship not just with one another but in relationship with him each one of us are fearfully and wonderfully made we've all been made in the the image of God we've all been designed knitted together by the our creator and ultimately what does God want from us today he wants our hearts and this is what begins to happen when we truly devote ourselves and give the Lord our everything our hearts begin to align with his heart Therefore, this scripture means as we delight ourselves in him, our desires begin to align with his desires, which leads to true satisfaction. The Apostle Paul shares in Philippians 4 how he has learned to be content in all circumstances. He knows what it is to be in, 
in need, and he knows what it is to have plenty. He says, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Jim Carrey, a famous actor, he said he wished everyone could experience wealth, fame, and everything they wanted so that they could realize those things are not the answer. The world delights in wealth, possessions, other temporary things, yet they're always wanting more. They never truly get what they want, which leaves them wanting more. Some of us this morning may have a desire of wanting more. And wanting more is not a bad thing to have, but the challenge I put to you is is where are we looking to get more? The encouragement I put to us is simply look to Jesus. Seek him. Get to know him. Do not give up on meeting with him. Dedicate your life to him. Devote yourself to him. Why do I encourage this? Because I want the desires of your heart to ultimately be filled by him. And when we delight in the Lord, he becomes our desire, which leads our hearts to align with the Father's heart. When our hearts align with his heart, we begin to receive and walk in something powerful and supernatural on the inside. We begin to walk in that the joy of the Lord is our strength. We begin to walk in the peace of God that passes all our understanding. We begin to find the God of all comfort, Courage begins to rise in us because of the confidence we have in his word. And confidence in his word rises because of our assurance of who he is. And our assurance of who he is leads us to a wonderful realization of who we are. This is what the psalmist David found. This is what the apostle Paul found. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. This word delight. In Psalm 37.4, in Hebrew is anag, which means to enjoy. And my prayer for us in this season, whatever circumstance you find yourself in, is that you can enjoy the presence of God. That you can just find fulfillment, satisfaction, contentment by being with Jesus. And may our hearts begin to be aligned with his heart. And so I want to just share a couple of things with us this morning, why we should delight ourselves in the Lord and how this can transform our thinking and transform our hearts. Firstly, delight yourself in the Lord because he takes great delight in you. He takes great delight in you. Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord God is living among you. He is a mighty saviour. And he will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. And he will rejoice over you with joyful songs. How amazing is that? We have a God who is singing over us, over you personally. And the more we understand, believe, and receive this delight that God has for us, the more that transformation begins to happen in us. God takes great delight over you. He's singing over you, rejoicing over you. He is showering his love all over you. Micah 7, 18 says that he delights in mercy and in showing unfailing love. Some of us this morning, you might need setting free by something. There might be a pain, a hurt, an addiction, jealousy, some, comp- some comparison that is going on in your hearts, in your minds. 
And I believe one key thing to really break through that, to find victory in that, is simply receiving this truth and this promise that your Father in heaven takes great delight over you. That you are so precious to him, that you are his child, that you are loved. So I encourage you to open your hearts this morning and allow the voice of your Father sing over your addictions. To sing over your problems, to sing over your battles, to sing over your hurts. See, David knew that when he was up against it, he could keep going, that the Lord will deliver him from his enemies. He had faith that God was his rescuer. Psalm 18, 16 to 19, he reached down from heaven and rescued me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemies, from those who hated me and were too strong for me. They attacked me at a moment when I was in distress, but the Lord supported me. And he led me to a place of safety. He rescued me because he delights in me. And these words of God taking great delight in us is not just a lovely thought, but it is a powerful truth. And it is the way of setting us free from whatever battle or struggle that is going on within our souls. Whatever season you are in, God is with you and he will never leave you nor forsake you because he delights over you. In everything that you do, God is there. Wherever you step, God is there. In every single conversation you are in, God is there. Why is he there? Because he delights over you and he enjoys just being with you. And this word forsaken, it means to be renounced or turned away from. And so people in our lives... We can be disowned at times. People can turn away from us. Friends can let us down. People hurt people. We can take a step back from others. Others can take a step back from us. But there is one person who is always taking a step forward towards you, who never stops taking, a forward, taking that step forward towards you, and his name is Jesus. He is always taking a step close to you because he loves you and he wants good plans for you and he wants you to align your heart with his. This word delight, it can also mean to take pleasure in and to bend down to. And God who is far bigger, who is far greater, who is far higher, who is far more powerful than anything else in this world, who spoke the world into existence, who split the seas, has bent down from heaven for each and every one of us, demonstrating so powerfully how he will never leave us nor forsake us by giving his son Jesus to die on the cross so that there'd be no separation between us and the Father today. That's good news. God delights over you. He loves you, and he never leaves you nor forsakes you. And he's demonstrated that by sending his son Jesus. In Isaiah 62, Jerusalem is given a new name. Verse 4 in Isaiah 62. No longer will they call you deserted or name your land desolate, but you will be called Hephzibah and your land Bula, for the Lord will take delight in you and your land will be married. See, Jerusalem at the time in this context, has experienced war, desolation, and defeat. They knew what it was like to feel forsaken and desolated, but hope was coming. You shall be called Hephzibah, which means my delight is in her, and Jorlanbula, which means married. The day is coming that the Lord 
will demonstrate his powerful, unconditional love. The day is coming where God will show that he is in covenant with his people, just like a husband and wife become one in marriage. The day is coming where the Lord will lay down his life for his people to save them for great sin because he takes great delight in them. The Lord God is living among you and he is a mighty savior. He will take delight in you with gladness and with his love he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. And my prayer in this time where war is broken out over the years, many years, and even to this day, over nations in Ukraine, over nations in Israel even right now. My prayer is that hope will be found in the times of darkness. That people who may feel forsaken, who feel desolate, who feel like maybe God has turned away from them, that they will find the hope of Jesus Christ. That they will know that Jesus has come and demonstrated suffering like no other and lay down his life for each and every one of them so that we have hope of eternity today. My prayer is that in the, hope, in the place of darkness, that hope of Jesus will be found, that the new name of Hephzibah, my delight is in her, that's the meaning, and their land, Bula, which means married, will be made known into people's hearts and minds, that Jesus has not forsaken us, that he is with us always. And for those who have heavy hearts today or something that is just not sitting right, that you may be given a negative name recently, I want to pray that the new name of Jesus Christ will be received over your life, that you are loved, that you are called, that you are chosen, that you are a child of God and that you belong to him. I pray that the God's delight over you will break comparison, that God's delight over you will break any hurt, that God's delight over you will break addiction, that God's delight over you will break anything that is going on that is corrupting your minds or hearts this morning. May the delight of God just shower you today, knowing that you are loved, that you are called, and you are chosen. Revelation 2.17, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches, to the one who is victorious. I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give that person a white stone with a new name written on it, not known only to the one who receives, known only to the one who receives it. God has given us wonderful names. And there might have been a name over your past that has just weighed you down, something that somebody has said. But there's a new name written down in glory. And it's mine. And it's mine. Whatever the world says about you, it's not what God says about you. You are a child of God. And he delights over you as his children. He is your father who loves you. Delight yourself in the Lord because he takes great delight in you. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. And I pray for transformation in hearts and minds in the mighty name of Jesus, that you are so loved. Secondly, delight yourself in the Lord so that you can remain in his love, so that you can abide in his love. See, this promise in, from Psalm 37, 4 is not a promise where God will give us whatever we want, but it's a promise that as we seek him with all of our heart, as we delight in him, as we enjoy in his, pres- his presence, then he promises to align our heart's desires with his. John 15, 
Jesus talks about how he is the true vine and his father is the gardener. He goes on to say, remain in me as I also remain in you. As the father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept kept my father's commands and remained in his love. I have told you this, John 15, 11, so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. When we delight in him, when we enjoy being with him, we are living in his wonderful love. See, the King James Version of John 15 uses this word, abide. Abide in my love, abide in me. And this word abide in Greek is meno, which means to dwell. It means to stay right where you are. A couple of years ago, we were at a conference. It was an Elam conference, and a pastor in America called Rich Velodis was speaking around this, this theme of how we should abide in Christ. And he used a brilliant illustration of, a, of using a cup of tea. Who likes tea? And as he was speaking about this illustration of a cup of tea, I had a, a flashback to when I first started working here at Derby City Church in 2017. And I started working here part-time as a youth worker. And so, okay, I need to serve the team, you know, make drinks and all that kind of stuff. And um, made Julie a cup of tea. She remembers it well to this day. It was the worst cup of tea ever. <laughs> her words. <laughs> it looked like I just gave her a cup of milk. Because literally, she was like, what's that? I was like, it's tea, isn't it? She said, no, that's not a cup of tea. But what I did was I literally put the tea bag in, milk, and then took the tea bag straight out. So it was very, very weak. And... Um, this pastor in America, Rich Velodis, was using this illustration of a cup of tea on how, how to abide in Christ and, and how we can be like, like this in our relationship with God. Sometimes we just dip in and out with him. You know, we, we dip into scripture, we read a verse for the day, we move on. You know, we do a quick prayer, we move on. Whereas, you know, when you make a cup of tea to make it nice and stronger, you've got to let the tea bag sit. You've got to let it dwell. And you've got to keep stirring it, squeeze it, you know, get, all the, get the tea out and make it really nice and strong. And so if we are to abide in Christ, then we need to spend time with him, just dwelling in him and sitting with him, not dipping in and out, but constantly thinking, God, what are you saying to me today? In constant conversation with him and in our walk, in our journey with him. God, what are you saying to me in this conversation? What are you saying to me in, in work today? And just meditating over the words that has been spoken to us and receiving the word of God. I remember in, in, in Sunday school when I was brought up, we always had a memory verse for the week. And we had to remem- memorize that verse for the next week, just to get points, basically. But, but that kind of method, it helped me get into the scriptures. It helped me remember the word of God wherever I went. I remember the promises of God that he, he will never leave me nor forsake me. That as I delight in him, he will give me the desires of my heart. You know, we've got to keep on abiding and dwelling in Jesus. We've got to spend time with him. 
And the more time we spend in his word, the more enjoyment we get from his word. Psalm 1-2 describes a person who is blessed because they delight in the law of the Lord. And so I encourage us this morning to abide in his love by delighting in his word. The Bible is God's word for us, and his word is himself revealing his heart towards us. So get into the heart of God by digging into his word, meditating on his word, memorizing his word. And the more we begin to do that, the more enjoyment we begin to have, the more we begin to abide in his love, which leads our heart's desires to align with his. And when our hearts align together with his, we begin to do things that we never even thought, even dreamed or imagined. We begin to live in ways that are, are countercultural to what is going on around us. The alignment of God's heart and ours leads us to do things that are so different to what the world is doing. And that difference comes because of us abiding in his love. See, we give, we've given generously. We've nearly raised 30,000 pounds for heart for the house. Why have we done that? Because we are abiding in his love. We give food and clothing to those who are in need. Why do we do that? Because we are abiding in his love. We do a kids club, a youth club on a Friday and Sunday night. Why do we do those things? Because we are abiding in his love. We have people here who go on the streets, street pastors. Why do you go out on the streets through the night? Through the night because you are abiding in his love. We have happy days. We have happy days. People for over 60s who meet every, every Thursday. Why do we do that? Because we are abiding in his love. And I think there is so much more to come. I think God will reveal more of his heart for our community and our city and for our church as we move forward in this season together by delighting in him. Delight yourselves in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. There will be a new thing that rises up within you as you delight yourself in him. The promise is not about what you want. It's about our hearts aligning with his heart. So delight yourself in the Lord because he takes great delight in you. And delight yourself in the Lord so that you can remain and abide in his love. I want the desires of your heart to ultimately be filled by him. And when we delight in the Lord, he becomes our desire, which our, these, our hearts align with the Father's heart. Let me close with this. Psalm 16, verse 11. You make known, David says, to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are your pleasures forevermore. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. It's not about getting something what you want. It's about aligning your heart with his heart. Delight yourself in the Lord because God takes great delight over you. Delight yourself in the Lord and abide and remain in his love and walk in that love and walk in doing things you even, even dreamed or imagined. We are called in this world to make a difference. And we can make a difference into other people's lives by preparing the way for them to meet with the Lord. Abide in his love. Let others see the love of Jesus Christ in you. I'm going to invite the team to come up and I want to sing this song. 
I just want to wait on the Lord in these next few moments. And maybe some of us this morning need setting free by something. It might be an addiction. It might be a hurt. It might be some kind of comparison. It might be jealousy. Whatever that may be, you know and God knows. But God wants transformation in you. And he wants to just shower you with his love and with his grace and with his kindness and with his goodness. God loves you. And he demonstrated that so powerfully by sending his son Jesus for each and every one of us. And Jesus went for the cross for you and for me. He died for our sin. We get it wrong. We will all continue to get it wrong. But forgiveness is alive and true forgiveness is found through Jesus Christ. And so we can follow him today, knowing that grace that has covered us, knowing that love that has covered us, and we can delight in him for who he is. And I want the band just to play this song, This Is My Desire. It's a wonderful song. This is my desire to worship you. Lord, I give you my heart. Lord, I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every step that I take, every moment that, I, that I'm, I'm, I'm awake, Lord, have your way in me. Lord, have your way in me. It's not about our ways. It's about his ways. So delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. He takes great delight in you. And abide in his love as you delight in him. Why don't we just stand together right now and I just encourage you to have a posture of worship and just receive him. If, if those of you that are struggling at the moment, just have your hands open and just let God's delight just shower over you through this as we worship him together. Thank you.